0: Hello and welcome to the FEZ show It is the 20th of May, 2020. And for once we actually have quite a bit to talk about today. So remember if you're enjoying the content, please hit that like button and that subscribe button. It helps us out massively. And if you want to come and talk for Marie or any form of motorsport with us, you can join our discord link in the description below. So joining me on the show today is the one and only Edwin Hunter and Jack Pickering. Morning boys.
1: Good morning. Hey, hey, hey! Although I'd like to clarify, we're two individuals. We're not both the one and only.
0: Yeah, I know. Well, well. I, I, to be fair, I, be
2: I, I am Chesney Hawks, actually. So I am actually <laughs> the one and only.
0: Fair play. No, I just felt you know give you the one and only Edward Hunter, and then just Jack Pickering, and I'm a bit harsh. <laughs> but but at, least, um, at least, at least you got my name right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not like what we did like two seconds ago in dress rehearsal. Should we call it dress rehearsals? I don't know if you can call that dress rehearsals. In dress rehearsals, no, it sort no. of came out. It was going to be the final recording. It until you that. But, yeah. It, yeah, it was going to be the first recording until that happened. And yeah, Jack Pickerer was um, how he was going to be known as uh, during today's episode. But we decided that it was going to be too hard to keep that joke going for the rest of the show but anyway boys look we've got tons to talk about today and the first thing actually I want to talk about which is on my notes is the Jaguar I-PACE trophy because obviously Ed, that was sort of you know the first sort of you know sort of departure from from COVID-19 the f- sort of fallout of it basically you know the series said we it's just not sustainable um anymore for us to carry on with the economic climate as it is
1: yeah, I mean, we already had, I guess, Audi leaving the DTM uh, to focus on other things. Like formerly, and now we've had um, the JIPC trophy, unfortunately, fold. So they won't be able. To, I think they say they won't be able to continue after this season, or are they just flat out saying it's stopping with immediate effect.
0: Uh, they are stopping at the end of this season, so they will race this season. Um, but yeah, and going into next season. No more ice trophy.
1: It depends if they can organise with the reach of, if there are any Richard rounds to finish off season six. Whether they can organise any trophy race as well, we'll see. But um, but yeah, it, it's a little sad. I think it was nice to have a support race, but at the same time, I think there were some serious issues. I was reading up; it was like to, for a single car entry, it was six hundred and fifty thousand pounds, which is frankly exorbitant and I can see why like in the first season of the IPACE e- Trophy last season they had TWR Tachita who had a one car entry and they were able to do like half a season before basically really, right this is too expensive and it's not really worth us doing so they pulled out unfortunately and so it seems like the only teams that were able to enter were really rich ones like I don't know the Saudi Arabia team or the Brazil or China teams.
0: I'm surprised it was that expensive actually like I didn't know it was that expensive until the race said it was that expensive jack because it won't let's think about it it's a support series it's not a main series it's not a main championship all the cars are pretty much the same they didn't get much air time the races were only like 25 minutes long qualifying like 10 minutes like it wasn't long at all that they were out on track so for you know six hundred and fifty thousand for for very little running i thought was extremely expensive
2: yeah, no, this is the first I've heard of the 650 figure. Yeah, that sounds that sounds quite a bit. I mean, yeah, they shouldn't. Yeah, it it should, it, it shouldn't have been that expensive because Formula E already do the do, do, already do the main races, and so uh, and so yeah, I would have expected it to be a lot cheaper. And I'm pretty sure that a Jaguar I pace is not 650,000. I mean, obviously the cost of the car will come in heavily to it but i wouldn't have thought it would be six hundred and fifty thousand. I'm because even though even though electric cars are quite expensive i would have expected a Jaguar i pace to be maybe about 100 grand 120 so i'm not sure where they're adding the extra 500k from but um but no but uh but yeah no it is um Uh, It is going to be a disappointment to not have it, but I'm sure there will be another series that will now run alongside Formula E. So, yeah, I'm excited to see that come along, maybe season seven, season eight.
0: The thing is, will it be a disappointment? Because I'm going to be honest, Ed, it wasn't great. Like, it was... The cars were so big. Like, it was a great initiative by Jaguar. I'm not going to say that it wasn't. It was a great initiative to obviously have the support series, and I think it, it did a job. Why was that expensive, I don't know. Obviously yeah they need to make money but that seemed like a big making money tax on on teams there by adding like potentially like an extra 400 400 grand onto the cost because as you said like the jaguar pace car isn't that much and it is basically the default jaguar ipace car then obviously you've got to modify it to make it be a race car with like the roll hoops and and, and so forth but you know in terms of the racing ed you know it was poor like there was hardly any overtaking it was next to no sound. Like I know we shouldn't be one for complaining about sound, but like the I pace were quieter than you. You didn't even hear them go past. If you had your eyes shut, you wouldn't even know they went past.
1: Yeah, and I think you could tell as well that the crowds had defi- were definitely thinned out compared to the actual Formula E races when you see all the I pace races were happening. Uh, I think also the fact there was only twelve cars and they decided to split the grid into like two classes, don't they? Because they had like a they had like a A class and a B class for like some of the slower drivers, unfortunately, or there's other ones, or like the guest driver that they had. Uh, to be fair, I think they used the guest driver spot uh, fairly well. There was, um, uh, what was his name? There was like a Japanese driver who I think was uh, disabled and, they, he, and he based a guy called Takuma Aoki, that's his name, and he was driving a modified uh, I-Pace to sort of get around the sort of disability that he had. And so uh, I, I, I thought that was cool. They were able to get some interesting guest stars in. And of course they had Rima Jafali, who's the first female Saudi Arabia driver to race, you know, at home in Saudi Arabia, which is, I guess is a big milestone for them. Uh, but yeah, you're right. I think the field, they because the entry was so exorbitant, they only had a group of 12 cars. And with 12 cars, you're not really going to have uh, a, as good a racing, I think, as you would have hoped.
0: For me, Jack, I think what i think actually needs now very interestingly in the uk um they've allowed electric vehicles to be raced in national championships which is huge because that can lead to an electric f4 car for example now i think an electric f4 on electric f3 car is where we need to go now for a support series you know allowing 15 16 17 18 year olds whoever to race on formula e tracks in electric cars which are about you know formula three size formula four size and you might get some really interesting racing in that, because one, the cars will be a bit smaller, so hopefully they can run side by side and maybe overtake, which, you know, didn't really happen in the i Trophy. So it might be interesting to watch. And at least then it gives drivers who, you know, think, you know what, Formula E could be a really good opportunity for me to break into, you know, race on the tracks where the Formula E teams will be watching.
2: Yeah, no, definitely. I think, uh, yeah. I think that's the next step forward from Formula E, making their own mini series. Maybe use the maybe use the powertrains that they used in season one, uh, the old Spark Renaults, Um And so, so they only have like 150 kilowatts, because um, that means that they'll be a lot that they'll that, that, be a lot slower. Maybe use like a Formula Four car, Formula Four car, because um, yeah, because cause, yeah, as you touched on those 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 iPace cars were very wide and on and on tracks like um uh part, parts of paris i'm trying to think of other parts of because the thing is most of these Formula E tracks are very very narrow a few of them are quite wide like um like a, a, a half half the saudi arabia circuit is quite wide but um but no but but, but on the on these smaller tracks it, it you just couldn't really do anything i mean i, I Thankfully we didn't see them at Batsy Park a few years ago But I think, had we seen that It would have been a procession Because there would have been absolutely nowhere to overtake But yeah, no, I think I, I think having a smaller car Using the old Season 1 powertrain engines do, do 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 something like that And I'm sure it'll be good
0: Because, Eddie, so even if they You say, like, using Season 1 powertrain Even if they, you know, it's too big Let's say the Season 1 powertrain for a Formula 3 Or Formula 4 car for whatever reason You've got even if it comes a spec series like, you know, Renault 3.5 series in that sense, you know, it's still someone could be developing a powertrain for that support series, which hopefully won't cost as much. And, you know, that's still something towards electric car vehicle sort of development in the future.
1: Yeah, I suppose it's a little up in the air. Uh, two things sort of come to mind because a lot of people say, oh, why not just reuse the Gen 1 cars? And I think the reason they can't do that is because the Gen 1 cars weren't designed to use the halo and so legally from a sort of FIA homologation standpoint you can't it's not easy really to retrofit the halo into those cars so I think that's probably the reason why they can't just reuse those for like a support series and the other thing is I remember in the first season we had a sort of temporary support series of I think Green Power ran Green Power Trust the charity ran this um, thing where they got kids to build these sort of electric cars which you know weren't particularly powerful or anything but I thought that was a really cool idea as a way of getting kids involved not just on the driving side but on an engineering side as well and it was a real shame that I guess again it was sort of money issues that ended up them stopping doing that and I think Green Power still runs those events but sort of at sort of random venues and schools and stuff so yeah, not formally events.
0: It was a great initiative. I remember being at the um, in in the UK because it was out there for the Battersea Park. I went to a press conference, and you know I thought, man, I would have loved to have been in an opportunity to build a car basically and take it to a, a race track and and actually race it on the racing event. Unfortunately, they were super slow. Um, you know they were great to watch in a sense, but there wasn't a spectacle in any sense of the imagination because one, as I said, they were slow, but you know, you sort of respected it because kids made it, and you thought, wow, they've made it, they've put it together, they've done such an amazing job, these 14, 15 year olds, some even younger, Uh, and you thought, well "Well done, but in terms of like a racing spectacle, there was none, and especially there was only like six cars, Jack, so I don't know if you remember it for for being at Battersea Park, but um, yeah, the field spread got quite big quite quickly so it wasn't much of a spectacle sadly so i can understand why it sort of went away but i thought it was a great initiative the the green power trust i
2: i didn't I, well i don't remember it from battersea park but one thing that i do remember is uh i did a mock commentary on the long beach race of that because i just thought why not and it and um no, it was it was terrible to watch. It was so bad. They all like like there was like eight of them on the grid. All the lights went out, and then about twenty seconds later, the first person realised that the lights had gone out, so they started to go, and then give it another five seconds, and then it's like, oh hang on, we're actually going now. And it was it was an absolute mess. They were going probably about fifty miles an hour maximum. I wouldn't and say so, that. Yeah. No, and it was just uh, I. I mean, it it was a great initiative, but I think they could have... It it, it was kind of a bit like um, Formula Student, which they do up at Silverstone uh, the week after the British Grand Prix, um, uh, uh, where they get engineering students from universities. Um, And last year, uh, I remember, uh, because I went to it, and uh, and actually an electric power car did win uh, overall, I think. So, yeah, I mean... like. It's, it's, it's the right direction, but the thing is that it just went really, really badly in season one.
0: Yeah, the school support series are basically the wheels on that were like bicycle wheels. You, they were literally bicycle wheels. Um, so you know, you, they weren't gonna be able to go super quick on on those types of wheels. But again, it was a great initiative. What you just said, Derek, it's sort of like an A1GP style, which I'm just which just came into my head. But instead of if we weren't to go down this Formula Ford. Sort of style route, right? I know in European countries this might be easier, but say we go to countries like Saudi Arabia, Chile, it might be a bit harder. Um, but you could get university students um, from said country uh, to to create a an electric vehicle, because I know Coventry University is a massive motorsport university, and there are other there are other universities. I went to Brunel, and um, you know they had a motorsport sort of, you know, making their own sort of car. So, you know, it'd be great to go to the London E-Prix and you've got Staffordshire University, Coventry University, you know, Brunel University, and it's just a university electric car race. And then you go to Germany and you have you like a Berlin University, a university from Munich, a university from somewhere else. And they've all built and it's all, you know, they've engineered it, they've driven it, they've done the, you know, the strategy and so forth. And, you know, that might be quite interesting to watch, Ed.
1: Yeah, I agree. In a way, that's sort of what I always thought the idea of Robo Race was—they were going to get universities involved to like program these AI for these uh, self-driving cars. But, but yeah, uh, in in a way, there was also the more practical the engineering side of it. Yeah, it, it would be it would be great to see that. And I think my inspector is all just about getting people interested and in, in sharing what's possible with that sort of technology, really. And,
0: but even if, if it's just an engineering side of things, because, you know, my question now, Jack, would be, but if we did that and got them to drive it like the school series, then obviously these aren't really good drivers who are driving it. So you might, it might be quite interesting if, you know, there would be some f- small amount of budget that these university keys could do to, like, sign a f- F4 driver to drive their electric vehicle car and and so forth. So it looks like you've actually got some young, professional, up-and-coming racing drivers actually racing, because that's, I suppose, the problem. You want to develop, you want to gain drivers' interest from a young age who will actually want to become professional drivers in the future to race in Formula E rather than trying to maybe... Obviously, Formula 1 is the main aim. I understand that. But if they can't get to Formula 1, at least they've got a decent fallback option and they can explore Formula E and they can explore electric technology. If we were to ignore that, then there's no opportunity now for these drivers to actually experience electric vehicles until they jump into a Formula E car.
2: Yeah no yeah uh yeah no definitely I think um I I I think that would be a good initiative most formula four well all racing drivers in like formula four formula three etc they will have the aim to get to formula 1 however with however with the experience on these like uh, on these on these weekends with um with formula e it could you know, it, it it could catch the eye of uh of a team say if like uh, I know that we mentioned a few weeks ago drivers who might not be on the grid in a few years time. So like the likes of Felipe Massa and Neil Yani and stuff like that. Maybe maybe we might catch an eye and be like, Oh, okay, we might want to sign him on to our young driver programme or something like that.
0: Exactly, and that's what you want. You want to have this sort of youth sort of eventually come into the come into which I, which we are doing in a sense, like, you know, Nick DeFries, for example, I know he's not the youngest, but at least that's, you know, the youth that has come through, uh, making it through to the making it through to Formulary. But let's move on. I wanna talk about Eduardo Mortara because Eduardo Mortara has come out and said a big thing and he's sort of said, Look, the minimum weight in terms of for for which I want to stress as well, is getting lower for Gen 3. I mean, because, obviously, Eduardo Mortara is a very tall driver, like for him to stay thin, to stay to a decent weight so he doesn't actually lose out to the, to the shorter drivers like Sam Bird and Robin Frines, you know, he says it's making him sick. And he's like, you know, Formula E should sort of introduce like a minimum sort of, uh, well, a, a maximum... I don't know what it would be if it would be a minute Because a minimum driver weight you wouldn't, wouldn't work. So what I was thinking was, depending on the height of that driver, there has to be a minimum weight that they can't go down. They can't go lower than that weight, if that makes sense. Because otherwise, it'd be unhealthy for those drivers, rather than just basically not have a minimum weight and let the drivers be as light as possible, Jack. So that means, you know, to gain an advantage. And obviously, tall drivers you know, are the, are the people that are worst off from it. I mean, think back Formula One. I remember Mark Webber and John Eric Vern were sort of saying stuff about this when they were in Formula One about being tall and, and it's just unhealthy. And I think what was it, Mortara said that he was making himself sick before races. He wasn't drinking so he could lose an extra kg and, and, and literally starving himself before a race just to lose a couple of pounds, just to, you know, not lose out to the smaller drivers, which is just mental.
2: I remember a few years ago, Mar- uh, Marcus Ericsson, to save um, to save weight, he didn't, um, in um, uh, in Formula One, he didn't race with a water bottle. I think it was something like Bahrain or Malaysia or Singapore, which is a race where you you, you do need to drink because it's very, very hot. Um, but yeah, no, a couple of years ago, Formula One introduced the minimum driver weight, And I think it worked well because, um, yeah, because it means that it, it means that there isn't this like, it, well, well. It means is that it's more, it's uh, it's more even because we saw like problems because like Nico, Nico Hulkenberg, and Esteban Ocon, they're six foot something, and so and and, and so they had to stay, stay like the skinniest thing as possible, and like even even like even like Lewis Hamilton said um, when they brought in the, min, the minimum driver weight that he can stop having these chicken legs that, he, that he's had for, um, uh, for the last, um, for the last years. What, um, 10 years or so. And so, and, 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 and so he can actually like bulk up to this minimum weight. And I think the minimum, the, the minimum weight is good for, um, for, uh, for the sport because we see like the difference between, uh, Sam Bird, who's titchy. I mean, like, he comes up to about here on me, but, um, but, um, yeah and, and yeah and compare that to someone like Edo it's um there's there's light and day between them and so there's going to be
0: Yeah that's my question because I suppose if you have a minimum driver weight let's say if you're Sam Bird right you know you have a minimum he's probably what 62 60 kg probably and he said you know what was interesting he said on the press conference a couple of weeks ago that he had to lose weight um because he'd eaten too much in the off-season, they said, basically. And he had to, you know, he was in the middle of losing weight. And, like, you look at Sam Bird and there's nothing of him and he's being told to lose even more weight. So, and he's small. Like, like what? I suppose he's going to be gaining an extra advantage just from him losing weight. So, but if you introduce a minimum weight, Ed, like, what is this minimum weight? Because, you know, for drivers such as Sam Bird, Robin Fryan's the smaller drivers, Felipe Massa, for example, like, they're probably going to be, below said minimum weight anyway because the, just because of their height and their size whereas if you have eduardo mortara like what would be a good minimum weight for a six foot really that's about 70 kilos maybe a bit more than 70 kilos but if you put that as a minimum weight then the likes of sam bird for example you know they're gonna have to put a mega weight to, to reach 70 kilograms
1: yeah and these are these aren't hollywood actors like christian bale who are just losing and gaining weight randomly for roles they're racing guys and athletes and sort of you you think yeah okay um, drivers they want to be competitive and they want every little advantage they can get I I can understand that but at the same time some sacrificing you shouldn't be in a situation where they're having to sacrifice their health not eating and drinking and force themselves to be sick to do that I think that's I think that's a little bit of uh, it's it's too far in my opinion and the minimum yeah it's it's a solution for the taller drivers but like you say maybe it it creates a problem for the shorter drivers as well, I think, I think there's definitely a balance to be had, but, uh, I, I the you only hear these stories and it reminds me of, um, I think it happened, I remember hearing one story about the, the one that sort of forced the minimum weight thing onto the agenda in Formula One was when John Eric Vern basically collapsed after a race at Abu Dhabi and uh, where he, I, 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 you know, I, I, I'm i pretty sure it was, some, was it read Dhabi or Australia? It was the beginning of one season or the start of another and basically he, uh, just hadn't been drinking or eating enough and uh, gotten so thin that he basically couldn't, literally couldn't get out of the car after the race which is really not, not an acceptable state of affairs and I just wonder how bad it has to get before someone actually uh, does something about it so whether people the FIA or race officials will actually heed Ido's warning basically.
0: Because the thing is for me right the science is there, it's not like the science isn't there, like everyone knows if you're this height This is the optimum weight you can be, right? Before becoming, like, underweight. And you can be in the underweight section, and I suppose most Formula E drivers, most racing drivers will be in the underweight section. But there was a point, even there's science with the BMI, the stuff that says, like, if you're here this isn't good right you you're literally like anorexic if you're if you're in that state so that's why i'm thinking instead of introducing like a minimum weight why don't they just use the science and if the fia say right you have signed eduardo mortara he is six foot four therefore he can have a weight no less than 71 kg and if he goes below 71 kg that is a fine so he must maintain his weight at 71 because that is a healthy enough weight for him to race and not make himself ill whereas if you sign sam bird right so sam bird's minimum weight is 58 kg because of his height of five foot four right so he he should not be below 58 kg and if he goes below 58 kg then then fine that's all something has to happen and so at least you you know the teams keep the drivers at healthy weight it's not like the science isn't there jack it's all there we're taught it you know Kids are taught it in the UK and probably around the world as well about the BMI and the healthy eating scale at a young age. So the science is there.
2: Um. Uh, and yeah, I think that they should kind of take take it into account. I mean, the, we because drivers getting ill after a race. I remember, I, I remember Jaime Algaswari back in season one. He he fainted after the race in in in, in Moscow. And the, I'm, I almost said Mexico, but yeah, no, it, it, it was Moscow. We just haven't been there in a while, but, um, but no, he fainted after the race in Moscow and then decided to call time on his career because he didn't want any more health problems. So, and so, yeah, I mean, which, like, that makes complete sense. Which is but... such
0: a good example to bring up, like Jaime Alguasuaray. I, I technically forgot him, but now as soon as you mentioned it, I was, like, oh, I remember. This is why he ended his motorsport career and decided to become a DJ, effectively, and 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 move his music career, Jack. Yeah, um, so, yeah, a, a really good example, and that's exactly what we don't want, Jack.
2: Yeah, no, no, um, yeah, I, I I've, I've never been to
0: a Jaime Alguasuaray concert, but uh, one day. Maybe. One day, one day. Exactly what we
1: don't want. We've lost too many drivers to the music yeah. industry. <laughs> the
0: music industry. There's probably more that could probably go into the music industry.
2: Just no one listened to Jacques Villeneuve's single. Um, oh, God,
0: no. Uh, is, he, is, he, is he actually made a music? I didn't know that. No, no, he, 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 he made Daniel it years Lapp ago. I Daniel Lap would be the next one. Daniel Lap would oh, be yeah, the next one. We'd lose Jacques, music Jacques, if... Jacques
2: Villeneuve made one years ago, and it was awful. Just, <sighs> it was... Playing awful so yeah don't listen to it um but um i want to hear max verstappen's Verstappen's rendition of of super max i think oh my god yeah because the dutch have made the song for him
0: so imagine max verstappen singing that that might be quite funny and it'd be pretty doesn't matter really but it'd be pretty fun to watch on but anyway that's right final topic that we want to talk about today um is the rate at home challenge because we've got some interesting news and rather than wait until friday we thought we'd talk about it today because, to be fair, even when we come to Friday, we might not know what's going on. So, we found out something interesting that we've been talking and talking and talking and talking and talking about a DLC for ages. And it looks like it's on the way, Ed. And I know you've been the most pessimistic person about DLC. Well, that's kind of my coming, job but on this podcast. Formula Re have come out and said to the sim racers on Discord and have said, look... There is new content coming, right? And they've asked for all their Steam ID addresses, okay? And I've been talking to, and, you know, even I've been verifying this with other sources. I've been talking to Tobias, who's been talking to some German uh, sim racers like Lucas Muller, who's 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 in the series. And he's agreed to, like, this is what's happening. You know, he's ratified that. And so it looks like that they're going to give their Steam ID addresses. And when this DLC is ready to drop, they're going to get it for free, lucky them. Um, But what I thought was interesting, uh, Ed, was the lack of plural on tracks. It just said when this track is ready. So we might only be getting one track that will be new, which is better than nothing, I suppose. But that means we will have to repeat tracks again um, towards the end of the season.
1: Yeah, probably, unless they just reused this one track several times to sort of compensate for the fact it's not been there the rest of the calendar. it's good to hear. It, like I was, I was skeptical. Because I, haven't, I haven't seen it yet, but um, but, but, I'm, but I'm glad. I did sort of hope in the back of my mind that it, that it was going to happen, and we'll, we'll have to see which track it ends up being. The rumor was that it would be you know in Mexico, but we'll, we'll have to see on that. Um, yeah, I, I've, I think I think it's it's positive, and it's it's something. I it, like you say, it's only one track, but uh, I I think I think um, realistically the best we can hope for it would have been one track, given the time that they've probably had to make it.
0: To be honest, I'm trying to think now, Jack, that, okay, we don't know if it's one track, it could be multiple, but from what was said in the little quote that we got from Formula E is that it was a, a singular... Uh, one track. It was just when track is ready, and you know we're the qualifiers are currently at electric docks. So, and it might not be ready. This it might not be ready by Friday in Formula E. We're just gonna have to race at electric docks this weekend simply because it's not ready. But let's say they release two or three tracks in this like DLC pack, or two or three tracks are released, and, and let's say they are laser scanned, So that means our Factor Two was sitting on these laser scan tracks for how long? We don't know. And it just it backs up that Formula E really, really weren't doing anything with sim racing and weren't allowing you know these laser track races actually make it onto an official game anytime soon.
2: Yeah, no, I I think I, I think it would be disappointing. Um, yeah, because I'll be honest, this entire racer home challenge has just been marred by the fact that we've just gone back to these three tracks over and over again, and so yeah, I. I I just don't I just don't like the just don't like that. But um the fact that it does look like that we're getting a track it's yeah, I, I mean like it's good but it's too little too late really. So yeah, I mean like the, the the season's already completely done. It's looking like it's gonna be Mexico City. But whether that's for the last two races of the season, um, in a couple of weeks time, because the thing is like after next weekend we only have two or three races left. So it's yeah, it's kind of what what, what was the point and the, and, and the fact that if they are laser scanned and they've been sitting on it for ages uh, it's just uh, that, that, that that would just be really really disappointing. That's not um, a fact, that's just you
1: know. speculation.
0: Because... Yeah, yeah, it is speculation, of course, but it, it sort of will become fact let's say if they do release free tracks right, let's say they release free tracks, let's say they release Rome, Mexico, why Mexico why are we say Mexico, it makes sense for that one to have actually have been laser scan because it's a natural circuit so there's probably laser scans of that track anyway and you just have to do the additional bit of the Formula E section of our new section effectively and it, that's probably been laser scan in some shape or form um, but might not be correctly orientated or some part, point let's think Formula One game I know well, apparently all the tracks on the new Formula One game have been laser scans. So there's there's definitely laser scans of the Mexico City circuit out there. But let's say Rome comes out, let's say Santiago comes out, like as as part of this DLC pack. Then they've been sitting on those laser tracks for ages. And they when were they going to come out? Like obviously not anytime soon. And we have had to obviously had COVID nineteen ed to to bring those out potentially.
1: Well, some of those tracks are actually quite recent additions to the calendar as well. So I wonder how long they could have actually been sitting on them. can not have been more than a couple of months, I guess. But um, but yeah, because obviously we wouldn't have known exactly what they would have looked like uh, until like at least maybe a month or so before the event. And we don't even know how much formally we're sharing with the fantasy developers year 397 before. So there's a lot of unknown questions there. So I think we're jumping to... I'm not we'll... saying
0: R Factor 2. I'm not saying R Factor 2 have been sitting on them. I'm just saying Formula E oh, okay. have been sitting on them. I'm not saying R Factor yeah, 2 Yeah, well, because they were
1: doing a lot of stuff with other games. Like there was the Ghost Racing app, which had all the um, tracks in there that was developed by, um, what was it, the VR company? Was it? Virtually Live,
0: that's what I'm thinking of. Because, because Form- Formula E could laser scan these tracks for whatever reason. They could laser scan these tracks for Virtually Live. They could have something on those lines that they could have given to R Factor 2 in this period... Okay, to say look, we've got these tracks laser scanned because you're right. What you said recently about you know how uh, how are they going to make a laser track scan? No one can go out and if it's if they told them in March, there's no way in hell they could have got to a track and actually start laser scanning. So and I agree with you on that. But if let's say one or two or three tracks come, then I agree with you when they wouldn't have laser scanned them in the last five six weeks. They would have been have to have been they would have had to have come from before. So. I think I think on that basis, Ed, that they, someone's been sitting on them for a while.
1: Uh, possibly, yeah. What I really hope doesn't happen, I'm, I know Pico was a bit uh, downcast earlier, but what I really hope doesn't happen is we have to wait another three years for a sim racing Formula E event. I hope they don't get too disheartened by what's happening because there have been some positives. There have been some some good racing in this series and I stand by what I said about it, especially the sim racing challenge race has been quite good. And I really hope that Formula e learns from the event and sort of puts a look, decides, oh, we need to put a bit more effort in and not, oh, um, it didn't work, let's give up again.
0: Yeah, personally, I hope, Jack, that they've learned from it. And I suppose, again, I don't think there'll be a press conference. I haven't had any emails from Formula e about a press conference for Thursday. Um, it's not like I will email them. I have emailed them, but they've just said no. So... And I'm probably thinking because there's no track at this precise moment, so there's not much to hype out. And they, they, we're waiting till Friday to announce it because if it's not ready, then they can just say electric docks. And, uh, and so they've given them as much time as possible to announce it. So hopefully next week there will be some form of press conference and then we can find out what their intentions are going forward. Yeah,
2: yeah. Fingers crossed that we do get it. Obviously, yeah. I, I, I don't think this series has been great. I think I'd rather. Uh, I think honestly, on a Saturday afternoon, I'd rather watch the classic F one races than watch the race at home challenge. But, um, but yeah, I think. I, uh, and, and yeah, the fact that we go back to these tracks has has really played a part on it. But, um, but no. If 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 they do go, if if they, if they do end up going to a new track or so, or something like that, then yeah, sure. I, I'm sure this series will pick uh, i I'm sure this series will pick up but it's just been uh, for this series it's just been too little too late as we discussed on monday that they they haven't done the um uh they haven't done the unicef stuff that well eh, either so yeah no I think this series has been a little bit of a write-off unfortunately
0: yeah it needs it needs a pick me up but boys we are running out of time so thank you so much for coming on and
2: well cheers there thank you
0: No worries. Remember, if you've been enjoying the content, you can hit that like button and that subscribe button and join the Discord group below. Thank you so much for watching. You've been watching the FEZ show. We'll see you tomorrow. Goodbye.